I'm Sarah Myerskoff and this is the Insurance Brokers Podcast where we're talking to the personalities and the businesses that sit behind our industry. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe on your chosen podcast streaming platform. Good morning, Armin. I'm really excited to have you on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. Uh, This is our second interview. I think I interviewed you at the MGAA Capacity Exchange uh, and I'm really grateful that you've said you'll come on. So welcome. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So I wonder if we should start with you giving a little bit of overview about who Armin is and then talk to me about Driverly Insurance, uh, sort of in a nutshell, what it is you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Armin Kia, co-founder and CEO of Driverly. My background is in electrical engineering. So my interest in technology comes from there. Um, worked for Admiral for seven years. So a lot of uh, what I've learned is from you know the best car insurer in the market, from my view. And as of last year, uh, with two co-founders, we started Driverly. And um, since then, we've grown the team to around 15, 20 people now. And uh, yeah, close to funding rounds. Um, the technology is um, now available for people to download. So yeah, it's it's very exciting time for us. So and also very new. So you're you're how how long in? Twelve months into the the journey. Yeah, absolutely. So since I left Admiral, it's around twelve months now, and um, it's been a great journey so far. You know, it started with a lot of questions and doubts in my mind, but so far we've received great feedback from. Uh, people who joined my team, the investors, and uh, now we are in talks with underwriters to to get capacity to launch the market as well. Amazing. Okay, so give me, over the last 12 months, your biggest challenge that you have overcome. Um, So I think um, putting together a team is always a challenge in the startup world. Um, you don't have a big firm and the sort of stability that comes with it. Um, and it's always a uh, leap of faith, even though you're paid and, um, you know, you're, you're an employee, uh, you know, you're always trusting a startup when you join them, um, which is not exactly the case for a like FTSE 100 company. So I think that was one of my biggest um, um, concerns at the beginning. And I have to say, I was extremely lucky. So um, when I was thinking about doing this startup, I thought I need the right co-founders to start with. So where I started thinking was, what are the key pillars of this business? And I thought it's basically customer data technology. And I'd like to think of myself as the customer champion. So I went to two people that I knew very well on personal and professional level, and they both said yes. So they both decided to join me as my chief technology officer and chief data officer. And yeah, we started the journey together very quickly. We put together a very, very strong team. So the leadership team is is now complete. So one of the former non-executive directors of Admiral is now our NED, non-executive director in Driverly, our for claims, compliance, finance, you know, marketing. We have a very, very strong team, and I'm very proud of that. I would say that is um, my biggest 
achievements or our, our biggest achievements. Um, because the risk comes with it. You know, when you have the right team, then building the technology, providing the right product comes with it as well. Do you know, people are often the biggest achievement, the biggest challenge, uh, the biggest everything, because um, because you bring a degree of subjectivity and uh, emotions and, 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 you know, different directions. So having a cohesive team uh, is incredible. Well done to you guys. Um, and <laughs> it's not you. an easy thing to do. And I know that from personal experience. Um, talk to me about what made you decide, what made you wake up one morning and go, hmm, I'm going to hand my notice in Admiral and I'm going to start my own uh, AI-led uh, car insurance. What 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 happened? <laughs> to be honest, it wasn't a an overnight decision. It took some time. <laughs> but I will uh, let you the rationale, the thinking behind it. Seven years in Admiral, so I, I, I'd like to think I know car insurance markets. And in many ways, it's very attractive. It's huge. It's one of the very few mandatory products for every driver. Um, from distribution perspective, it's very attractive because you have price comparison websites like Confuse.com compare the market and so on and so forth. So for a um, new brand um, who is focused on online distribution, it's a very attractive market. But my observation was the market doesn't work for for every customer, especially young drivers. There are pockets of customers who are um, mispriced, number one, and also the product doesn't suit everyone. It hasn't changed forever. In most cases, car insurance is boring. It's not transparent. It's not exactly fair. And the pricing um, is you know, usually based on demographics. So we're trying to change all of that. And the thinking behind the starting driver really was we combine, um, you know, telematics innovation, you know, technology innovation with product innovation. So the technology side of it is from, you know, using your driving behavior data um, instead of your demographics or attached to your demographics. And that is for that, you don't need a black box device. You don't need an external device at all. All you need is your phone and to download our, our mobile app. So very customer centric. Um, but that allows us to have like hundred percent penetration. So all of our customers come with that sort of driving behavior data, which is very different with like 5% in the market. So the first element of our innovation is, um, technology. And the second is product. So our product is a monthly subscription. It's not an annual policy. So every month based on your driving behavior and market conditions, your price may go up or down. And that is great for customers because it's very flexible. You know, there's no cancellation fee. You're not trapped with an insurer. Um, if you don't want to be with us, that's absolutely okay. We don't charge you anything, any fees. Um, and it's great for us because it gives us and the underwriters great flexibility to adjust prices based on the new data that is coming in as well. So that was basically the thought process. I've got a really silly question. How does your Please. phone track your driving behavior? So your phone has a number of sensors. Um, and so the data is great. It is there. Um, all you need to do is to grant permission to the right 
um, providers as a consumer that you, that you trust. So before we track anything, we ask you for your permission for every single um, um, data that we're going to use. And we try to explain it to the users and customers as well, why we're gathering this data, why it is important for our app to function, um, to be able to track the data in the background. And we think it's a good, good exchange because um, most customers have an, as an alternative, have the black box devices. You know, it's, it's quite intrusive. It's an external device in your vehicle. It's, it's, not, it's not a great feeling for most customers. It's a hassle. So granting us some permissions, um, which we're going to, you know, use very carefully, um, we, th we think is a, is a good value exchange with our customers. I think there's a lot of, um, I mean, there's lots of conversations about uh, pulling data from readily available sources rather than having to get um, the person to key in the same information again and again and again across mm -hmm. lots of different insurance products. I'm interested because um, the amount of data collected by a phone is astonishing mm -hmm. uh, and actually quite scary. But using that to, um, uh, you know, for my own, because I, I don't get a choice in how I use that, right? My phone is gathering all this data. It's been sent to all these parties. No one's asked me. I don't know what it's going for. And I certainly don't get any benefit from it. But I'm <laughs> interested that this is giving me an option. I can give permissions and I will ultimately benefit because you are able to read presumably things like how often I drive, how fast I drive, whether I pick my phone up when I drive, whether I text when I drive, whether I take phone <laughs> calls when I drive. Um, whether I have to do a lot of hard braking, presumably you can collect all of that type of data, which is very, very personalized and is absolutely um, on the front end of where all these conversations across lots of different products are going. Absolutely right. So every single piece of data that we collect is built into the bread and butter of our proposition. So we use the data to give something back to the customer. Number one, we give them feedback on how they drive, you know, we show them their score, you know, in all of the different angles that you mentioned in terms of, uh, you know, using the phone, you know, acceleration, braking, speed. Um, there are, I think, four or five um, different scores that we provide to the customers, including their green score, how environmental friendly they drive. And um, we incentivize them for their good driving as well. So we have a rewards scheme, we call it Acorn scheme. Uh, so you get acorns for your good driving and you can then, you know, cash out. You can you can use your acorns for discounts or vouchers. So um, the first element is that incentivization. The second element is the customer engagement. You know, we, uh, you know, we use the data to build the app, which is very engaging for customers as well. And it's very transparent. We show you your driving score in different areas. We give you tips on how to improve specific elements of your of your driving so um, you're absolutely right i think customers are open to share that their data if there is a good value exchange for them and by value exchange i don't mean just price yes price is important um, but for a case like ours where everything is built around that data i think there's a very good reason for collecting the data i'm just thinking how fun it would be because you've, you've already got it built in there that the kind of uh, 
gamification competition edge. So if if my mm. husband and I would be always competing, <laughs> who had the most acorns, who got the better driving score. And that actually would be a great philosophy to then pass on to the kids. My kids are a while off driving yet, but you know, I, I, I think I love it. And um, I'm interested about, uh, so you've done a, a massive amount in a year, right? The technology to be able to do what it is you're talking about is incredible. And you've even Absolutely. added the frills, like the reward system and that kind of stuff. I love it. The the back end of it, talk to me about capacity. So you mentioned earlier that um, you're, you're, you know, there's, you're constantly looking for new capacity partners. How have you found that, that challenge? Um, it is a challenge. I think, um, well, providing some background about driverly, we haven't launched uh, our insurance product to the market yet. Um, we don't have a capacity partner. We're in discussions with a number of providers, um, but we totally acknowledge that it's a difficult time in the market. This year in particular has been quite challenging for many car insurers with the inflation and everything. And um, we are a startup, so there's always a um, an element of uncertainty and risk when it comes to working with the startups as well. I think what has helped us in proceeding some of the discussions forward as we have is number one, the team. So we have a very, very strong team, uh, both from technology and data perspective and the leadership in general, you know, having Mark Huggins as non-executive director, Matt Patterson as our um, claims advisor um, and, and the rest of the team. I think I think the team has helped a lot. And um, the proposition itself, so it is so focused on data, 100% um, penetration, so every customer comes with that data. And uh, we, we think that is powerful. And, and the third element is the product itself. So. Every feature we have on the app is designed to improve the loss ratio. It's designed to improve the risk of customers having an, having an accident um, by incentivizing them, just reminding them how, how they drive, giving them tips. Um, we have a driver club where they can compete. So we get, take the gamification to the next level and create some peer pressure to improve driving behavior as well. So all of that is designed to um, improve loss ratio and improve the claims per performance. And as a result, we've been um, proceeding with some of the discussions, but we're still open to new discussions as well. When we first met at the Capacity Exchange event, I was interviewing delegates and exhibitors. And some of the conversations I was having with insurers were around looking to provide capacity and what sort of um, businesses you look at. And every single one of them spoke about the importance of data. And I think, you know, data's got a lot of big words around it, big data, all of this stuff. And some of it is meaningless. And some of it is so huge that we don't know how to put it into action. Um, you guys have started with that premise. So there's no legacy. There's no... Um, overwhelming amount of stuff to pick through it's literally started with that and you've got technology technology and um, sort of data interests haven't you absolutely absolutely so I think if if data is at the core of what you do then you design your processes your technology everything around it and that's what you've done and I think you're absolutely right there are 
many different layers of data that you could use. Um, so in our case, for example, we take the demographic data, we augment that with um, external data sources that we have, and we collect customers' data um, um, from some databases. Then you have the telematics data, um, which is very powerful in terms of how you specifically, how you are driving as a customer. And um, we haven't even launched yet um, our, our insurance proposition, but we are taking now this to a next step, which is basically uh, you're driving context. I think that is something um, I haven't seen in any other uh, provider in this market. What um, do you mean which by is basically, that? basically, your driving context is um, where and in what conditions are you driving. So from your mobile phone data, I know, for example, you're driving at a speed of 50 miles per hour. Is that good? Is that not good? It depends on the road, for example, right? So if we're adding the road risk layer to your driving as well then the next exactly that is the next layer so um in what conditions is it you know if you're driving in horrible weather in south wales in a country road 50 miles is not great actually if it's a sunny day on m4 we have a different story so um we have we are integrating live weather data and road types um to our uh, pricing models and scoring models. And we think that is super powerful as well. So going back to your question, I think the amount of data is huge and it's increasing like every month, right? And the, at the horizon, you have connected cars and all the electric vehicle car uh, data as well. Um, so you have to set up your technology to be able to absorb the data analyze it in almost real time, and then make your decisions based on that. And I don't think many provider, insurance providers have actually cracked that. I think there's a, there's a lot of work to do in that space. I, I really love the sound of this product, and I was having a look before our conversation. So technically, could I download the Driverly app now, and you could start looking at my driving and telling me whether I'm really bad or really good? <laughs> Yes, so you can go to Google Play and download Driverly Insurance app. And uh, we're going on um, iOS um, very soon as well for iPhone devices, um, hopefully next week. Um, so, yeah, you can. Um, just as a caveat, we don't typically you know, manually look into any user's data specifically. It's usually um, fed into models, machine learning and AI models, and then your risk is uh, defined based on that. So in order to protect our users, we usually don't go into user level data. I think it's wonderful. Okay, here, I'm going to ask you, this is your opportunity. Tell me who, and I don't mean names, I mean, describe your mm -hmm. the type of capacity partner you are looking for. What type of company are you looking to work for, work with, partner with? So we're open-minded about it as long as it's a partner that is open to new propositions and new ways of doing things. Uh, and that is important because we're not a me-too product. The telematics element is important. The, the monthly subscription is a new proposition as well. 
And the combination of the two is unique in this market because what it allows us to do is to uh, basically assess your driving behavior very quickly and decide if you're a good driver or not. You know, And that is, with that frequency, is not something that anyone in the market does. So I think an ideal partner is open-minded about new ways of doing things, is technology-minded and you know, prepared from technology perspective to absorb some of the data that we provide to them from uh, pricing perspective, underwriting perspective. And I think there's an um, opportunity there with our uh, partner to have a long-term relationship as well. So that's, that's the other point that I would um, highlight because I think for a startup, you know, the first couple of years is just testing the water, you know, no one is going to get rich, you know, within the first couple of years of the partnership. Um, so a long-term relationship, I think, is the way to do it. So if you're happy, I will put your contact details in the show notes. So anybody listening that thinks this might be of interest, please get in contact with Armin and start that conversation. Um, right. I would like to ask you now, um, because I'm really interested to learn a little bit more around funding rounds. So you guys have been through your first funding round. Your second funding round is about nine months away. What's the process? What are the challenges? And what did you learn in round one that you will take forward to, to round two? So we were very lucky with our funding rounds. So right after I left Admiral, um, we got two angel investors who decided to invest. I knew them on personal and professional level, and that helped a lot. We didn't have to invest anything from our own pockets. And um, that was last year. This year, we went, to, went through a more proper funding round as well. And Development Bank of Wales decided to invest. And a couple of angels invested as well. So as a very young startup with uh, two funding rounds, I think we have a, a very neat cap table, which is very fortunate. Um, I think another very um, important thing here is, you know, all of our angels are uh, from the industry. And I think that's a very good sign. It basically indicates that we are on the right track, right? And, and they know me or the rest of the management team. Uh, so there was an element of trust. In terms of next funding round, um, it's going to be either after we've launched our insurance proposition or quite close to it after we've met, we've met some milestones, including downloads. You know, we should pr prove some um, um, assumptions or validate some of the assumptions before that funding round. And that's what we're trying to do. So we're hoping to have or planning to have something around 500 to 1,000 downloads just to test the water, just see uh, what customers think, you know, real customers. We have done surveys and focus groups, but nothing is like live feedback from real customers and real users. So that's what we're aiming for before launching the product, uh, the insurance product. Um, the app will give customers their driving feedback, the score, the acorns, the club, you know, to compete with each other, all of that. And yeah, once we're live to the, to the insurance market, we'll go to the next funding round. And there, I think, um, 
the size would be slightly larger. So we're probably looking for um, VCs or like big family funds and um, big ticket angel investors. Fabulous. It's just incredible what you guys are are, are doing. And I Thank would you. love to have you back on the show once you have launched to the insurance market, just to find out how it's going. Um, and I think I'm going to download the app because I'd like to I'd like to see what my driving score is. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Absolutely. I think it's wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm really, really grateful to have this conversation. I, I, I feel like I've learned something from you because we are only in the early, uh, well, we're three years into, I mean, it's a very different business proposition, but we're three years in. And I always like talking to people because some of the challenges that I have around people or mindset or focus, focus is a big one for me. Um, yeah. It's really nice to speak to people that, you know, have been through that or going through that journey as well. So, so I really appreciate your time uh, this morning, Armin. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Brokers Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe on your chosen podcast streaming platform and check us out on YouTube.